Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome in to TFS Pod 149. Almost a 150. That's pretty wild. Um, it's feast week, folks. Thanksgiving uh, this week. Before I forget, wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Um, a lot to be thankful for. Um, enjoy the time with your family and friends uh, this week um, and a, just a phenomenal week of sports. Feast week, it really is food-wise and sports-wise. College basketball at the Wazoo, college football rivalry week, um, NFL Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Um, pretty pretty awesome weekend. Love to see it. A um, lot to talk about this week. Um, Geez, a lot. What did we do it last Tuesday or Monday? I can't remember what day we did it, but a lot to happen. A lot's happened since then. So let's get to it. Um, Brandon Staley, that man can kick rocks. Chargers coach. I think it's his third year. Um, he's had some bad moments um, his first two years with blowing leads, bad coaching decisions, whatever. Last year they had like the biggest blown lead in playoff history to the Jaguars, lost. Um, and he kind of blamed the team for it, whatever. Then this year it's been a lot of the same, um, a lot of blaming people, um, a lot of finger-pointing and not taking responsibility for it. And they lost again yesterday, blew a game to the Packers. Um, they should have won. They're getting themselves out of playoff contention. They're already in a tough division. They've lost a lot of close games. Um, and he's yelling at reporters, saying that they're dumb, this, that, and the other. And he's like, dude, you are what is wrong with sports. You don't... As a, as a leader, you're supposed to take responsibility for your actions, for your team underperforming. This guy just points fingers like a loser. He acts like a child. And I saw someone saying he should go back to his whatever whatever D3 he played college at because that's where he belongs, um, not the NFL coaching um, professionals. You're not a professional, dude. You suck. He's going to get fired, I hope, um, and hope he never gets another job because people like that should not be – mentoring anybody right i learned when you were in fourth grade when you win it's the players when you lose it's the coach so you own it and you figure it out and you keep your mouth shut and you work and you figure it out and you don't do the same stupid stuff over and over and over and over and over and over over again all right my podium a little different because i abhor the nba but i gotta talk a little bit about the nba and how dumb it is as in, have you seen the dumbass in-season tournament they have going a i don't even understand it B, they're playing on what is akin to an and-one style court with all this painted <laughs> graffiti garbage, whatever. Like, courts don't look like that. Basketball doesn't need an in, you know, pro basketball shouldn't need an in-season tournament. You shouldn't have to warn people that you're going to rest your stars when people are paying up the wazoo to go watch these games in person for ungodly reason. And this is what made me think about this. So, as I sit there, if there's nothing worth watching on TV or if I'm kind of zoning in and out of a game, I go to TikTok. And I love sports TikToks. And in fact, I really love, I see lots of great Larry Bird TikToks, which I just love. Because at the time, I couldn't stand Larry Bird. But then I saw a really good one yesterday. And it was the 1985 NBA All-Star starting lineup. And I, and I can't remember all of them, but let's just say... It was Jordan's rookie year. It was Magic. It was Bird. It was like Kareem's 14th, record 14th um, All-Star game. It was Ralph Sampson who was just coming on at that uh, point in the game. It was Moses Malone. It was Dr. J. It was Adrian Dantley. It was George Gervin. And it immediately got me to thinking, there are not 10 players better than the 10 guys that were starting that game that I would take in this day and age NBA. Not even close. The NBA today is a pansy game. Look, people want to be all up in arms and all woke and cancel, 
you know, Draymond Green because he choked out somebody who went who had his hands on his teammate's neck. Look, is he an idiot? Does he do dumb things? Does he have a temper? Yep, you know what? But he would have been a stud for the Pistons in the 80s. That's back when basketball was basketball. And you young people spare me the, oh, they with no physical ability to move, blah, 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 blah. That was basketball back then. You had to be a man to play basketball now, then. Now you don't. You can be LeBron and you can bitch about it and you can, you know, play your 60 games and say, oh, I'm too tired. I need to take off every three games. It's just too much for me. Then retire. Like, you're a waste of space, all NBA players. The game, the the way that they have to market it. Are you kidding me? You have to market a league that that's, that's that established and that old in that way for what? What are you trying to compete with the WNBA? Like Bird and Magic, all these guys yesterday, for the most part, are all still alive. They got to be just like rolling their eyes and just like, what the, you know what, whenever they see the NBA today. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And they need to take it off a regular TV and put it on pay TV and let it die on the vine. There, Newsflash for you, there is not a next Magic and Bird coming up that's going to save basketball. Period. I agree. It's not looking good. All right. Um, tee up. So, you know, we're always looking for different stuff. I found two, and we're going to go to the world of golf as the, I think, regular season for 2023 ended this week. Um, first, we're going to tee up. If you remember, it was that almost two years ago now, right? Oakland Hills tragic uh, yeah, fire. Yeah, like, it, was, it was 2022, yeah. Ryan and I have been there. We ate in the clubhouse. Yeah, we played historic. around there. An amazing clubhouse. Um, burned, burned to the ground. So a couple things that... To flag there. Okay, so $48 million insurance settlement to rebuild it. Now, arguably, you can't rebuild it with all the history and whatever, but still, $48 million should be enough to build a new clubhouse. Oh, no, 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 no. Not only was it about 85000 or 85 sorry, million to begin with, so well over what insurance gave you, so you were already going to assess your members, the final price comes in at about one5 or you know, $105 million. Guess who pays for that? Um, members of the country club. I can attest, now albeit at Blyfield and not Oakland Hills, assessments suck. Especially now at Oakland Hills, you don't have a whole lot of upper middle class people. They're all rich as hell and they supposedly have the money to throw away. But that assessment is equivalent to $60,000 per member. $60,000 per member. That's, That's more than a lot of people in America make. Like, you couldn't rebuild a clubhouse and make it good for $48 million or maybe assess them a couple of grand each and make it $60 million? Like, you got to be kidding me. So, first tee-up there. Second tee-up so we can just toss golf out this weekend is how about Tiger's ex who, oh, oh, sexual harassment, I think even some sexual assault and sexual abuse claims and whatever else when Tiger ditched her and locked her out of the house. Huh, turns out she was making it all up. So my age-old question there is, when an athlete, especially a male, gets accused of something that didn't exist, where's where's the punishment for the accuser? There won't be any for her. Yeah, she's not going to amount to anything, and people will know she's not going to amount to anything. She's an ugly skank anyway, but whatever. It still is ridiculous that you are not you're going to let somebody like that get away with making those disparaging claims about somebody like Tiger Woods or call anybody, any athlete. I don't care if it's Peyton Manning, if it's Kirk Cousins, if Tiger Woods, or Kirk Cousins wouldn't, Peyton Manning wouldn't put themselves in a potential situation. Regardless, there is no place for that and not and to have it go unpunished. So double tee up this week in the game of golf. Oakland Hills for overtaxing their already rich but still screwing their, their member base and Tiger's X for being a POS. All right, moving on to pregame MSU coaching search real quick. So lots of stuff kind of came out last week. Lots it's hard to tell if it's true what's or real, not. What's not. You know, there was all the urban talk or whatever, but the rumor was last week, and I saw it in some national publications, so not just like Michigan State things, um, whether they just picked it up, whatever, who knows. But that there were second interviews with Jonathan Smith from Oregon State, who's been on my list as a go. Um, Elko from Duke, who's been on my list all along as a go. Late comer, who Ryan talked about here a week or two ago on the pod, Jed on the pod, Jed Fish from Arizona, who's having a great season, and then number four, the no way candidate. Sorry, I'm sure you're decent, but Candle from Toledo. They're ten and one or whatever, but 
I don't want your Mac coach. So word is they're all having the second interview. But yet word today is that Harlan says he hasn't even been interviewed yet, and they said that they're going to interview him. And word today is that they're going to announce it by next Wednesday. I don't know. Guys, like, I, I get Michigan State's holding things close to the vest, but here's my thing. I don't trust them to do it the right way or to get it right. No, they the just don't. Trust they don't the have way. a good track record. They screwed it up with Fickle, albeit Wisconsin's not that great either. But Fickle would have been a much better person than Tucker. They screwed it up there. They've had lots of meddling in the past. I just want it to get done and solved for because Michigan State lost another recruit today, a running back. I saw so that's mm-hmm. six. And the early signing period's coming up in December. You need to you need to get a coaching staff in there to maybe rescue some of these guys who are just wait, who decommitted to get recruited while they're waiting to see who the next coach is going to be. So, I I that's that's the latest on the coaching search. Hopefully, this time next week we'll have a pretty good rumor and a pretty solid idea who it's going to be. be. Certainly, the week after that. Um, what did you hear today, Ryan? Who was it? Justin Thin Thin. says he thinks it's Jonathan Smith. I would have no problem with that. Um, Comperoni, I think, right, thinks it's 40-40, Smith-Elko, and 20% the field. I think that's probably a little bit more accurate. Um, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. All right, let's get to uh, spot one here around the world. Back to that uh, since it's hoop season. Um, Week 12 review. Without further ado, let's do this thing. Let's pull up the games that we looked at last week. Um, start the Big Ten. Might as well start with the Wolverines. Uh, yeah, folks, we said they were going to murder Maryland, uh, 21 and a half point favorite. If Maryland had a heartbeat, they'd probably win that game by two touchdowns. Michigan is not has not played well the last couple weeks. Um, their defense bails them out in spots, the, and the officials yeah, bail them safeties, out in this game. Right? Um. Yeah. A, a and fumble a, and recovery, a recovery. Two. Two. Yeah. They had key turnovers that swayed the game again. McCarthy. He's not that good, folks. When he doesn't know what play the defense is going to run, he's not that good. Um. He's he's average. And Michigan's rather running the ball a ton. Yeah, absolutely. But they only had like 290 yards of offense against a poor Maryland defense. Mm-hmm. One that Michigan State moved the ball all one over. That, one that Penn State, who fired their offensive coordinator and still struggled points. to score records, scored 55 points against. Yeah, exactly. I mean... If it is not blatantly obvious to anybody who wants to protect Michigan and says, oh, they weren't cheating, it didn't matter, look at that game. And you can argue, oh, it was between big games, they weren't up for it. Blah, 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 blah. Great teams get up for every game. Mm-hmm. A great team would have prepared for Ohio State by waxing Maryland as they should. And Michigan rightly could have lost that game, maybe should have lost that game. And I'm telling you, when you don't know every move the opponent's going to make, it's a lot easier for you. Yeah, might as well keep it on the Michigan topic. More stuff came out with the... Uh... This Connor Stallions scandal. Yeah, um, Uncle T, isn't he? A Uncle T. Board of Trustees. Yeah, they think it's a Board of Trustees member. Tim Smith, he says he denied it, but there's no other guy with a T in his name that donates to Michigan more than him. Yeah, he runs like some booster program, yeah, too. I He's mean, like the head of the NIL yeah. stuff for them. He's got his so. name all over it. Um, then Partridge gets fired as the linebacker's coach. The rumor has it that Jay Harbaugh might be next to get fired. Um yeah, if he knows about it, then, oh, Jim probably doesn't either, right? Haha, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, right. Um, I'm sorry, but if, if you're anybody that buys that Michigan didn't know and is not guilty, you have your head so far up your ass, you can't be saved. You're going to smother yourself to death. Because there is so much, not even just smoke, there are so many flames here. It's only a matter of time. I mean, you're talking about the guy that got fired was destroying evidence on computers. That's computer fraud. Oh, coach number two for computer fraud in the last two seasons. In the last you're talking about eleven months. The, you know, allegedly with the booster feeding information to people for betting with Vegas. You think Vegas is going to take too kindly of it? If that's true, there's going to be a lot of people wearing cement shoes in the bottom of Lake Mead. Is what's going to happen there? Like, I, I, the the only bad part. For everybody else in football that has to deal with this, because everybody else thinks, except for Michigan fans, think they're guilty, and some media who you know, you know, like, the pandered, like, like the pandered, like like the pandered Michigan. 
the only bad thing is, is by the time the NCAA gets done with their investigation and, and Michigan has 90 days to respond, it's going to be well past the season. And so the just punishment is going to be to, quote, vacate, you know, however many, 30, 40 of those, you know, 1,000 wins. And, oh, by the way, the 1,000 wins you celebrated, including wins over high Ann Arbor schools, High School. YMCAs. Like Chris said perfectly nobody's records, period, I don't care who you are, should count before 1950. They just shouldn't. I mean, the Big Ten wasn't even what the, a reasonable fact of what the Big Ten is now until the early 50s when Michigan State joined in, like, 52. So, like, I know Michigan, that would wipe out, like, 10 of your 11 supposed, you know, national titles because they were all from 1902 when you were beating people because they didn't really have football be programs. Like, come on. I mean, and we're going to celebrate that garbage, cheaters and best. That's all I got to say. And I get it. There's a big game this weekend, and we'll talk about that in the next the, the next spot. But I, you know, it will do everybody a big favor if you go and lay an egg in that game to prove that you can't win without cheating, and to just get everybody. If they, to if shut they up lose, they're going to get suspended from a bowl game because that's just what they're waiting. Well, for. they'll probably do it themselves. Because they'll just say, oh, yeah, well, we're, we're guilty. So they're going to try to head it off as much as they can. That's why Harbaugh made the deal with the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, okay, well, we agree. Well, we won't take you to court if you just drop it. Because they knew that there's more stuff on them. Like, as soon as that happened, the next day, the NCAA turned over more evidence against them. The booster thing, the fired coach, you know, all this stuff. It's like, please. And next time you suspend a guy, Big Ten, suspend him, Period. Don't let him coach during the week when it really matters the most. All he does, as we've said on the podcast, is pick his nose and bend over at you know with his hands on his knees, looking like he's the old ball coach all the time. It doesn't matter during the game. He's a figurehead during the game. His headset, as Ryan says about Harlan Barnett, may as well be Fisher-Price and not plugged in, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. That's when it matters. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that game here in the next spot. But, um, yeah, that was uh, – Interesting game for Michigan. Um, Rutgers Penn State was also in the noon noon window. Um, Penn State kind of picked it up again. Alar got hurt. Um, he's probable next. Fired their offensive coordinator, and they still didn't really do much yeah, better. That's for they're sure. Not, they're not very good. James Franklin's a fraud. Northwestern bowling, good for them. Braun uh, hired their coach. Awesome. Head coach um, for. They won one game last year. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for Northwestern. Um, yeah, Penn State had 322 we'll do, years. We'll do Michigan things. State last. Um, Iowa, Illinois, good Lord. Iowa f- wins the West. Um, they they stumbled into it. Hit the under again. 28 total points. Uh, it's just bad football. Their offense is so bad. There's a, more and more rumors growing that Ference is done after this season. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, crazy. Ohio State, uh, another good performance. Defensively, very similar to the Michigan State game. Kind of whooped their butt. Um, against Minnesota there. Um, Henderson played really well. Um, defense is pretty stout. Looked good. Uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Wisconsin comeback win, wins in overtime. Yeah, Nebraska was up 14 nothing in that game, and you're like, oh, another Wisconsin choke job at home, and then... Nebraska going to Nebraska. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I mean, they've lost three in a row after they got the 5-3, and three, and they don't have an easy one this week against Iowa. No, that game's going to be 3-0. You know, to give them a chance to go to a bowl 2-0. So, first to shuck a piece of corn wins. I don't know. Um, that's the last college game that we bet on for our thing. Michigan State, Indiana. Wow, Michigan State. I, I got to give it to them. Um, we've counted them out as they. It, it's been a terrible season. Um, really, a season from hell. The last two seasons have been just just not good. Um, after the 2021 campaign, we all were really kind of starting so happy. The Indiana loss last year. Yeah, uh, I mean, last year was just bad in general, um, and this year's been even worse, even more of the same thing. Um, and I, I got to give it up. I, I, this is not the coaches that won this game. This was the players, um, down to 45 scholarship players. And you, I, I don't care if it's at Indiana. I don't care if it's at Penn State or Michigan. If it's at 45 scholarship players, that's Almost half when of their you can roster. Watch travel seventy four yeah, to a road game. Forty five scholarship players in Michigan State goes on the road and wins against an Indiana team that have been playing pretty solid football. And have been scoring a lot of um, points. Kept yeah. them to twenty one. Um, you know, Kate and Hauser, came back. You know, down. Yeah. Like I, 
Michigan State was Chosen a lot like the Rutgers game where they you, you kind of felt like, yeah, we're going to get this, going to get this, and then they gave it the late touchdown. You're like, that's it. And Hauser on that game-winning touchdown spins away from the pressure very nicely, leads his receiver well. car very nicely. Thank goodness it was a tight end because if it was a receiver, they would have been obliterated on that hit, and the guy just bounced off of him like nothing. He looked like Superman going in the end zone. Had the best I saw today, best receiving game for Michigan State tight end since Sims in 2012. Wow. Yeah. Well, Carr, that's, that's Seven what, for 119 and two tutties. And actually had three touchdowns, but Michigan State, shocker, got – Tell me if you've heard this before. Got called for a dumb illegal procedure, which is their third one of the first half for yeah. for the guy moving forward when the ball was being snapped. Otherwise, that would have been another touchdown for Carr. Um, and Hauser, he had a nice game. He made yeah, some nice some throws. Stupid turnovers, but yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he played all right. I mean, okay. freshman I mean, of the week, Carr. That was the Carr that we've been promised for yeah. two years. He finally played. He finally looked healthy. Confident. I mean, he, he caught a lot of. I mean, even on the, he had that one handed catch mm-hmm. um, that they ruled out of bounds that he snared. I mean, I mean played, and played really well. does this mean that Hauser's the future? Now, I still don't necessarily think so. I I still personally think Levitt shows me a little bit more upside, but it's encouraging. Um, I think the line when they stop playing Spencer Brown actually is pretty decent, and you know has some room to continue to grow. Very injured. The question well. that I have coming out of this game yet again is. What in the hell is the Michigan State strength and conditioning coach doing? Um, these Their approach, and this is the Tucker approach, so hopefully this will go away with him, where they don't tackle and they don't wear pads that often. How has that helped Michigan State the last two years? We are arguably, by far and away, the most injured team in college well, he football. He said they did it to keep injuries away. And here's why. Because I get it, you get dinged up when you tackle and you hit in practice and you take a risk. But you go to the game and you haven't been hitting people, you get hurt because you're not used to it. Duh. Novel concept. I mean, our strength and conditioning coach, like, how we can get pushed back, straight back on almost every running play, especially on like phone booth type running plays, pass protection, fine. But you need to short, get a one yard gain up the middle, I ain't happening. Maybe with Mangum because he's a big boy, but like, that's a strength and conditioning thing. The injuries that we have, that's, that's strength and conditioning. That's a coaching approach. Like, that's my big beef ongoing that I hope the next coach solves for because Michigan State didn't have those problems under Ken Manning. Did guys get hurt? Yes, yeah. of course, because it's football. It but the amount of guys that Michigan State has hurt is the same thing last year. It was the same thing, not as much in 2021, but, I mean, it's the same thing well, year, some key year over year. Like, I remember playing Illinois last year about this time when we got that win, and we were down, like, we pretty much had to play all the defensive ends because our D tackles. Well, I mean were all that, hurt. that that happened. Yet there was a guy that is a walk-on offensive tackle that's playing defensive tackle yeah. because we don't have enough guys. Right. It's it's just it's it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But hey, hats off to Harlan. Wins a win. You know what? He he got the win. I'm sorry, Harlan. You may love nobody may love Michigan State as much as you. I get it. I think you're a good man. I think you're a great Spartan. You are not head coaching material. You're not even defensive coordinator material. But thank you for a couple of wins over crappy teams. We'll take it because it's better to be confidence builders. Probably four and eight, two and six, two and seven in the Big Ten than what we were looking at, which was our first O for season in the Big Ten in history. So um, yeah, we were talking about that a month ago, and we'll take it. And it begs the question: November? Does does Tom Allen get to keep his job? Yeah, twenty four million dollar buyout. That's such They're a huge buyout for that. him. They're Smart negotiation on his part. They're not going to pay that. It's Indiana. They're not going to pay that. Um, should we? I guess we can look around college football. Georgia um, is rounded into form in the last month. They look almost unbeatable right now. Yeah. Offensively, got Brock Bowers back. Defensively, they're just. I mean, they're fast. They're physical. Um, they're thirty-eight ten smoke Tennessee. I mean, that is the, a a real deal football team um, down there in. Athens, Georgia, um, sticking with um, SEC, I guess, Alabama. Yeah, they played a bad team, but they are, their offense has picked it up, and they look really good. Um, shocking. A Nick Saban coach team, we count them out, they look good. I'm looking at this right now. It's hilarious. Remember when we both said that at the beginning of the season, after Colorado started off, whatever, 2-0, they're frauds. Oh, they're frauds. 4-7, and seven, about to be 4-8. and 1-7 and seven in Pac-12 play. 56-14 lost to Washington State, who hadn't won since week four. Yeah, horrible. Uh, bad. Louisville, nice win over Miami. Going to the ACC 25. championship. Yeah, for the first time. Mississippi 
I mean, it's it's that off week, traditional off yeah, week in, in the week. SEC. Although, ask Auburn about that. They paid New Mexico State $1.85 yep, million dollars and got their butts smoked. Coach. Tulane, 24, got the win. Oklahoma flirted with disaster with BYU but pulled out the win. Arizona's been rolling. Don't look now, but they smoked Utah. North Carolina was a dog. And there's a reason, and they lost by 11 yeah, they're, to Clemson. They're not very good. Um, Notre Dame rolled Wake Forest. Oregon crushed Arizona State. Tell you what. Knicks had six touchdowns in the first half. Oregon's my dark horse. If they if they win next against Oregon State on Friday and then they beat Washington, I think they have a legitimate chance to win a national championship. Yeah, that is a I think so, good too. And I think, hey, for that matter, Washington has a legitimate chance. I watched them play a really good Oregon State team. Who, by the way, Jonathan Smith, yes, please, and take half your roster with you. Um, Kansas-Kansas State was a really good game, a little last-week rivalry game. K-State got them. Um, Kansas was on their third-string quarterback, a true freshman. Missouri held on and beat Florida. Actually made a big play there. They're they're having a great season. We talked about Washington-Oregon State, actually a really good game in a heavy rainfall. Texas gets a win. They get yours back. LSU rolls. What did eight touchdowns? touchdowns? Five hundred. If he's not a Heisman finalist, then freaking win the Heisman. Then don't even televise that anymore because that's just ridiculous. And how? And what was the last thing to say? Okay, Florida State. I I'm sorry, their season's over. You they won't get in the playoff. Doesn't matter if they go undefeated. Sorry. Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, with their 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 quarterback is a, a stud sixth year guy. Playing really well breaks his leg. I guess it depends on how they play against Florida this week and in the ACC championship. Don't rule them out completely, but that's that. They have a lot of good players, but there's a very good argument that tomorrow night Washington could slide ahead of them. Given that, I think just because that's reality, right? Like we we saw that in the tournament back in 2000, um, Michigan State got a one seed over Cincinnati because um, because uh, Kenyon Martin broke his leg in the um, whatever conference they were in at the time. I can't even remember what conference it was. Might have been the Big East, actually. Um, but broke his leg in the conference tournament and was out for the tournament. And they got a different seating as a result. So would not necessarily surprise me. Yeah, that's uh, week 11, or week 12, I'm sorry. All right, moving on to spot two. Spot two in Big Ten Power Rankings are presented by Norris Sports Group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30-plus years of experience in sports sponsorship and much more. Learn more about them today at norrissportsgroup.com. With that, my Big Ten Power Rankings, and for a long time, as you know, I had like nine teams tied for 10th or whatever. I spread it out a little bit more. It's starting to kind of play out a little bit. So new updated AG Power Rankings, 14 Indiana, rightly so. They lost the toilet bowl. Um, but Michigan State's moving up a little bit. Nebraska, 13. They're on the schneid. They're 5-6. and six, Probably going to go 5-7 and seven, um, and miss a bowl game again. Um, 12, Purdue. They're equally not very good. In fact, Indiana-Purdue is the new toilet bowl for the old oaken bucket this week. Uh, I have Michigan State up to number 11. Not because they're significantly better, but because they beat Nebraska and Indiana, and, and I think they're, they're better than Purdue. Um, tied for 10, Minnesota, Illinois, Rutgers, Maryland, they're all uh, 6, Wisconsin, only because they're okay. 5, Northwestern, who smoked Wisconsin, uh, and everybody on this list except for Iowa, who they could have beaten. 4, Iowa, 3, Penn State, 2, Michigan, 1, Ohio State, setting up the big game this week. Yep. All right, let's do some uh, picks this week. Week 13, the final week of the regular season. Let's start with a little Black Friday Matchup Iowa Nebraska. Nebraska finally got Iowa. Nebraska is favored by two. Over under twenty six and a half. Oh my gosh, that's low. That's the lowest. Iowa's beat their record four times this season. I'm going Iowa. Nebraska against Nebraska. Yeah, I mean it's at Nebraska. Nebraska got them last year. Iowa's already in the Big Ten championship game, but. I don't know. You know, it's a rival. Iowa would love to keep Nebraska out of a bowl game again. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to see the Iowa not win that. The question is, is do they go under twenty six and a half? Oh yeah, thirteen like 6-3. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely Horrible. see that. Yeah, I'm gonna go Iowa too. We stay on Black Friday. NBC seven thirty Ford Field. The lines climbing. The MHSA Division Four. Oh wait, 
Michigan State, Penn State for the biggest trophy in college football, the Land Grant Trophy. Um, Penn State now a twenty-one point favorite. I have it. I had it nineteen. I I think Michigan State covers this. I don't think Michigan State wins, but I don't think. I think this this reeks of twenty-four to six. Michigan State's defense is decent. I mean, they're pretty dinged up, but. Um, Penn State also has a good defense. I don't think Michigan State's going to score very much, to be honest. Maybe but I don't. I don't think Penn State's very good on on offense. They either. run the ball well, though. So Michigan State I think Michigan State run. covers twenty one for sure, but I don't think they win the game yeah. by any chance. I don't either. Um, it'd be hilarious if they did, though, just to spite James Franklin. Oh, it would be awesome. Uh, Old Oak and Bucket, Indiana, Purdue. I'm going Hoosies. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Hudson Card's going to be back or not. I he got hurt, and I mean, they battled against Northwestern. Man, Indiana's got like they always have a couple of good weapons on offense and stuff, and they just can't put it together. Their defense is horrible, but Purdue's offense has not been very good. It's at Purdue, I think. I have no idea where it is. It's at Purdue. Um, we're going straight up. Yep, close spread. I'm gonna go Purdue. Boiler up. All right, um, we'll do Michigan. Even with a probable backup quarterback. We'll do Michigan, Ohio State last. Uh, Northwestern, Illinois, the Battle of Lincoln. Northwestern, 7-5. and five. Yeah, what is Illinois? Does it, if Illinois wins this, they get into a bowl game? I don't know what the record is. Let's no see, idea. I can look at it real quick. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so... Illinois has a bowl game on the line. By the way, one of their wins is against Toledo. Toledo's only losses to Illinois. Yeah. Um, and they barely beat them. Hire this man. So, man, it's hard because it's at home. Northwestern's already in a bowl. Illinois needs it to go to a bowl. Illinois arguably probably should have beat Iowa. Um, you know, they'd won a couple games in a row before that. And in fact, three out of their last four before that. I think Northwestern's a pretty decent team this year, but I think Illinois gets the win here. Uh, okay, battle for Paul Bunyan's axe, and I think no, did Wisconsin become bowl eligible with that win? They did. Didn't yes, they? Wisconsin is Mar- one, uh, Minnesota. Two, three, four, five. Yes, Wisconsin's Minnesota one, needs to win this to get into a bowl. One, two, not. three, four, five. Yeah, another game where it matters. <laughs> Wisconsin, Minnesota's terrible. It's at Minnesota. No, man. Wisconsin can I win. do I go for two straight teams that need it? It seems like Wisconsin found a little something. Allen's back a little bit and playing. You know, it took overtime. They got the lead back, then they blew the lead. Wisconsin's offense is still not very good. Mordecai is playing again, but he's still hurt. Rivalry game. You never know which way it's going to go. Who did Minnesota play last week? Minnesota. Well, they got throttled by Ohio State, and they lost to Purdue, and they lost to Illinois, and they barely beat Michigan State. And they beat Iowa. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to buck the trend just because I've got like a two or three game lead in their picks and I'm going to put my neck out on the line. I'm going to go with Minnesota and upset because I think it would only be fitting to have the Big Ten just chock full of six and six teams. Yeah, it does that's, how medio- that's how mediocre the Big Ten is. Well, speaking of six win teams, Maryland and Rutgers both have six wins and they're playing each other this weekend. Terps. Yeah, Terps. I mean, Mar- Rutgers has scored six points in the last two games, albeit against good defenses, Iowa and Penn State. But like they've been outscored forty-nine to six the last two weeks. How about a civil war on Friday night? Oregon, Oregon State, little top fifteen matchup. Thirteen and a half is the spread for Oregon. Where is it? Oregon State's crowd gets after it. They were they were impressive in the pouring down rain. They got like these fake chainsaws that make yeah, a lot of noise. Crazy. It's at or it's at Outson. Oregon's just rolling right now. I think, I think I mean, they cover Oregon it. is a missed field goal from potentially beating Washington and being undefeated. So I, I think they win. Are we going on spread? Yeah, 13 and a half is the spread. Man, that's tough. I'm you saying you they think cover. they're covering? Yeah. I get They've been throttling everybody. So we'll, we'll say this. They're going to cover because the word's going to leak that Jonathan Smith's coming to Michigan State. Okay. I like it. I like it. Two NFL games, then we'll do Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, Lions, Packers, Thanksgiving, the tradition. Lions. Second longest rivalry in pro football. Lions. Yep, Lions. Texans, Jaguars. That's a fun little game. Team's playing well. I think the Texans get it done. They're rolling right now. Getting healthy, too. 
They are. The Jags bounce back after getting smoked by the 49ers. I think the Jags are going to win that game. The Hagwires. All right. Um, the game. Number two versus number three <clears throat> on Saturday at noon. Gus Johnson's going to need a new pair of oh, underwear. <clears throat> so is Joel Klatt. I'm going to have to watch that on mute. I used to love Gus Johnson. I just can't He's take terrible. I can't take Joel his Clyde are both over terrible. the top hyperbole anymore. It's like it's nauseating. Yeah, it's it's gotten really bad um, in the last couple of years. Um, but uh, Michigan's a three and a half, four point favorite. Whatever you're looking at, um, whatever sports book you're looking at, which was I think it was seven a couple of weeks ago. So it's down. Um, Ohio State's playing well defensively. Michigan, we know, is a good defense. Um, Ohio State's offense is not great. They don't score a ton comparatively to what they have, but they can they they take care of the rock. You know they can pound you on the ground a little bit. Michigan's offense has kind of sputtered in the last couple of weeks, not playing as well. Um, I think this is a battle of attrition, really. Whoever can force a turnover to um, whoever you know controls time possession gets more rush yards. Um, I think Ohio State this year is more. Built to beat Michigan, they have in the They're last They're trestle year. built. Yes. The last two years, I think Ohio State is more built to beat an SEC team than mm-hmm. a Michigan team. They're more, you know, track speed. Um, and this year, they're very physical. They play a more physical brand of football. Um, and I think Ohio State gets it done. I think it's going to be a low-scoring 21-17 type game. Um, that Ohio State's going to get what one defensive stop at the end and win. I bet I've said they're going to win the last two years. I really do think they get them this year. Um, and Michigan's dream season comes to crashing halt, and Harbaugh gets the the boot the ban for next year. Um, that's also a rumor that he's going to be possibly suspended all of 2024. Um, could totally see that. Um, I think this is where this is where it ends. Yeah. I, I, Brian, I think that's a great assessment. I think that Ohio State was built more the last several years, honestly, to beat SEC teams, get to the playoffs, and win national championships. Whereas, conversely, I think Michigan was built still like how they'd been physical. Last year was a little different. They kind of let it fly a little bit more. Hey, look, I'm sorry. You can at me. You can argue with me all you want that everybody does it and even Harlan Barnett made a joke about how Indiana steel signs the right way when asked why Hauser came to the sideline for all the things because they get them in game. I'm telling you that even when you do that, you don't know every single move of the opponent and Michigan is looking more and more like they knew every single move on both sides of the ball of the opponent uh, for the better part of two seasons. Now Um, I think that not having that means that they're going to have to rely on their own ability uh, I They're think, a dinged up, I, too. I think, you know, they've got a, some injuries on their offensive line, which is generally very good. I think Ohio State's offensive line has been better. I think Ohio State is more balanced now that Henderson's back and healthy. I think McCord is, is not Stroud. He's not Fields, but he's a solid quarterback. You know, he's like a J.J. He's like a um, Cade McNamara. Yep. Like, you know, he just he doesn't make that many mistakes. I think Henderson is the difference. I think he's a better back than Corum. Uh, I think Ohio State's defense is better than Michigan's. I think Ohio State doesn't necessarily get as many big plays, but they don't give up big plays. And I think Ohio State wins that game probably in the same vein, like a 24-20, to 24-23 type of thing. No uh, it's going to come down to the, the end. It's going to be a really good game. But I think Ohio State wins. Then I think the floodgates really open on Michigan because it makes things a lot easier for everybody when they can just go, oh, whew, we're not going to ruin their – you know, national championship season only to turn around and take it away from them. So, and I think Ohio State's yeah. pissed about the sign stealing. They want blood. Um, yeah. yeah, same can be said about Michigan, but because um, I hate Ohio State, obviously. But um, I think this is Ohio State's year to get them finally after the you know. But you know, Michigan hasn't lost to them since 2019 yet because you ducked them. In yeah, ducked them in 2020 when Harbaugh they were lost by a hundred. He yeah. would have been. You would have been absolutely run by that Ohio State team. He not even fired. a question. All right, that's uh, spot two right there. Yeah, spot two. All right, going into spot three, a word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty. They'll help you find the home that fits your wants and needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for 30-plus years in the West Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right, I got a handful of questions. I don't know, Ryan, if you got... Any in your, any mailbags, but I got a couple. So, um, 
These are from Chris. Good questions. As a student athlete, if the NCAA offered you immunity, would you throw your coaches or teammates under the bus? Obviously, he's talking about the Michigan situation. Like if you knew it and you wouldn't get punished and you could just kind of freely transfer and you'd be fine to go along your way, would you throw your coaches and teammates under the bus? I think if I had a little bit of animosity toward my coach or something like that, then absolutely. I If it was like a tight-knit group, I don't know if I would. I'd say it would depend on the situation. Okay, so as a student, part two of that question, as a student athlete, if the FBI or another law authority yeah, if the offered FBI immunity, got involved, I sure talk? as hell wouldn't. If I, I mean, if there was legal things on the line, I sure as hell wouldn't would wouldn't bat an eye at. <laughs> would not want to get arrested. Right, Chris's answer. Chris said his answer for what it's worth. Um, NCAA most likely know they have no power to do anything to me. The FBI, I'm singing like a songbird. I ain't doing 25 to life for anyone. Yeah, no. <laughs> Similar to, to you. All right, so another question from Chris. You've been bitching, rightfully so, about how poor this team is shooting from three. Obviously, we're talking about Michigan State basketball. Uh, Norman is supposed to be a sharpshooter, but Izzo is planning to redshirt him. Would you scrap that plan and get him out there? I, I think there's a reason why he's not playing, whether that be he's a liability in defense, he's too small, I don't know. I, I, I think the Izzo's making the right choice for his future, but it, you know, now you don't know because the guy gets into the portal, gets mad. But he looks pretty engaged on the sidelines. So he does, and I think that would be kind of pushing the panic button. I mean, look, Michigan State went from dead last in the NCAA through the first three games shooting three to now they're, you know, solidly in the three to three ten range i think i haven't looked again today but like they shot it better last night i mean that's ideal but there's no nothing that says he was not going to be russell bird 2.0 either is it going to be matt mcquaid or is he going to be russell bird 2.0 or is it going to be isaiah dolman 2.0 right like so i think that's a big risk but in the follow-up question i think is a really good one chris and I, i don't remember if we talked about this on the pod ryan or if you and i have talked about this Okay, so in football, the, the NCAA allows players to play four games. Levitt is a great example. He played his four yep, games, and that's why he hasn't played the last two. So you can play a third of the yep. season. Now, I get it. And football, it's a little different because you have to play, quote, you have to have three years in. You don't have to play three years, but you have to be a third-year player to go to the pros. Basketball, it's one and done, right? Like, yep. So I kind of get it, but... Like, should the NCAA allow you to play an amount of games and yes. still redshirt? Yes. I think it used to be, be when I was younger, I think it used to be two games. I don't think it needs to be a third because they play so many games. Maybe even a fifth, five, six games? I think, I think if you – three games. I think you should be able to tell in three games. Like, if you and, – and it can't be, like, three games sprinkled throughout the season. I think it's three of the first, let's just say, ten games. So, for a Michigan State, would a Norman play against Duke? Probably not. Would he play against a Butler? Probably not. Would he play against Arizona? No. no Would he play against State? Baylor? Yeah. No. But against an Alcorn State? Sure. In the uh, Southern Indiana? Sure. Um, Grambling State, I think Michigan State plays after Arizona? Sure. Like, there's three games right there in the first ten games of the season because you got a couple big ten games in there, too, to give a feel for, hey, does this guy have it? Is he thinking that he's got it? Because here's the big thing. By the way, Bruce Weber, fantastic commentator on BTN. Love listening to old coaches. And he brought it up again last night with all the COVID rules and everything, not basketball, but here's an example. Utah's quarterback is coming back for a seventh year next year. You've got 18-year-olds fresh out of high school going up against 22, 23, 24-year-olds. There's a big difference. Yeah, that, right? that's, that's, you put yourself, you, now you're not in playing shape like you were, but imagine right. yourself now if you worked out like you did when you were 18 for basketball, how much of a difference there is there. It's a big difference there. Yeah, they have physical. physical maturity, mental maturity, and everything else. So I, I think they should let them play three. I think it's like a three in the top in the first ten rule. Um, I don't see the harm in it, honestly. Izzo argued that as well. I, I just think it's the right thing to do. It's just like and make it a blanket thing. Make no exceptions, right? Like it's three. And if you play the fourth one because somebody got hurt, and then you're like, oh shoot, we didn't mean to because we mismanaged it. Sorry, you snooze, you lose. Like I, so I, I definitely think that. Mitchell Palooza, we're still putting off your top five college football teams. We both have to do research on that. Um, here's another one from Chris. 
When we heard Coach D was going to be back, we all thought he would help steady the ship and potentially get this team to win a game or two. They shouldn't. Now that the season is almost over, what the... Chris says, what the F did Coach D do besides stand on the sideline and scowl? Um, it looked really old, I, by I the way. I don't think anything... I love Coach D. I think what I heard him say, Chris, and I'm sure you've heard the same, is that he did not want to get in the way of the current coaching, that he just would offer advice. Now, I can tell you, I don't know how much advice he was offering because it was the Nebraska game when Michigan State threw that deep pass and took a risk, and he was very famously... Like, gave a WTF on TV. Like, what just did they just do? Now, personally, do I think he should have? Yes. I think Harlan Barnett and I think Alan Haller should have said, Coach D, we're asking you to be here, not just to be a figurehead, but to actually impart your wisdom and guide these guys a little bit. I know you don't want to step on toes. I know you're not on the current staff or whatever, but you were brought in as kind of an interim de facto guy. I think, Chris, they should have had him to be more than stand on the sideline and scout. You notice they don't even show him that much anymore. You might catch him after the game in a handshake line because yeah, he because he doesn't do anything. I think it would have been better served for Michigan State to have him take the headset on defense or the headset on special teams or something. Um, maybe there's an NCAA rule that precludes that. I really don't know. Well, I, 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 Barry Alvarez coached Wisconsin on all those yeah, different games. I just don't think standing on the sideline was enough for these players. That, like He didn't recruit most of these guys anymore, so it's not like they're going to look at him like he's the guy. But, look, he's a legacy at Michigan State. I think he probably personally could have done more. That doesn't mean that he's any less in my mind because no. I'm sure he had his reason to, but um, I think he should have. All right, I got two more questions for you, Ryan. Number one. Who should be the next Azinger for NBC? Huh, that's funny. I had that question in the sprint. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll wait then. So we'll, we'll bag that till the sprint. And the other one, you kind of touched on this a little bit in your open. Is there a better sports week than the feast week? March Madness, that's all I've got. I mean, I was thinking about that because you have like the, the end of conference tournaments, that, that those weeks, like the little conferences into the big conferences into the first week of the tournament, like that three weeks is a great – but that's just basketball. This is like NFL peak playoff time, yeah, college football old. peak playoff time, all the like Maui, the bad boy mowers, Atlanta, battle for Atlantis. Like, I, as much as I love March Madness, and that's standalone for its own reasons, I don't think there's a better sports week than this week. No, I really this don't. This is pretty special. Um, now, if you're only a basketball fan, then of course it's the March Madness week. But if you love college basketball, college football, and really like the NFL, it's this week. I just don't. I just don't see a better week on the schedule. Nope. Agreed. Spot four. Spot four hoops. Oh, uh, what has happened in the last? What we, I think it was Monday we did it because last week because we were talking about the Michigan last week. Uh, Michigan State Duke. Uh, we'll just talk Michigan State really fast. Didn't look look better defensively against Duke. Didn't shoot well. Um, the last two games have kind of shored up. Um, mm-hmm. Played a little better. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I think in the long run they'll be fine. But they have they have a lot to work on. Getting colder back and healthy will be really helpful for them. They need a post threat. Weber said that too. Yeah. Like they asked him where to take from Michigan State guy. I look. I always write notes when I'm watching games. I wrote more notes for the Duke game, but first of all, announcers, refs, etc., treat Michigan State like a middling program rather than the blue blood we are when it comes to playing Duke. It's it's sickening. It's just gross. Um, uh, these are my notes again from that game. Hogard and Sissoko suck. Walker is great. Cooper is solid. Carr brings energy. Hall has to be Hauser 2.0 this season. By the way, I don't think he can because he's not nearly the shooter. Akins needs to be more aggressive, but is doing other things like rebound and defend. More fears in Booker, way less AJ and Matty. That was as of the Duke game. Um, for the Butler game, I thought much better versus Butler on both ends. Aggressive first half for Tyson after kind of hearing it that he was more of a second half guy. Uh, I thought the start of Cooper was a shot in the arm. Um, I still don't think that we play the freshman enough in those types of games. That's just my opinion. And then last night... After watching it, Holloman made as many threes, five, last night as he had made in his career and looked solid doing it. Is he our best shooter other than mm-hmm. other than Walker? Remains to be seen, but maybe. I mean, 
Aikens continues to he made a couple threes last night and, and played continues to do little things like he gets a lot of rebounds. He's, he's Charlie Bell rebounder. 2.0. He's like a you know Gary Harris type of guy. He's got to find that outside shot. He's got to get to the rack. We still can't make free throws. That's a scary thought. AJ's playing a little bit better the last two games, but he still has way too many lapses for my liking. Yeah, focus. I want to see more fears. I was fine seeing Michigan State play without Walker last night. Hall got dinged up. Surprise, surprise. I just don't think he can be Hauser 2.0. Can he play? Like, he played really well against Butler and Duke. Can he be good that way? Sure. Um, but can he do it every game? I, I'm not really sure. No, we've seen that with him. You know, Cooper makes some mistakes, but I think Cooper is a lot less of a liability than Sissoko. Sissoko was okay last night. Uh, Carr. More please. I mean, the dude is just he. He's just the dunks aside, which are unbelievable. Like he hustles. Does he make mistakes? Yes, of course he does. He's a freshman. Does Fears make mistakes? Yes, of course he does. He's a freshman. Does Booker need to fix his motor and whatever? Yes, of course he does. But my question is: is does Izzo do his freshman? a disservice because he holds them back. Because yes. I watch freshmen for UConn, for Duke, for Kansas, for Kentucky go out there, and they're top 30 recruits too, and own it. So either Michigan State's top 30 recruits are based on their potential and not really what they currently are, and that's why Izzo does it, or Izzo just has them so tightly noosed that he won't let them run. That's why a game like Alcorn State was great because you could let them go a little bit. Like In my mind you got to live with some of the mistakes. Now, I'm not saying that if they make five, six, seven in a row, you keep them on the court. But I also don't think that them looking over their shoulder every five seconds wondering if they're going to get pulled out is good is, is good for them. I just It's just not good. Like, you want to adjust to today's kids and day and age, then you you got to be able to let them go a little bit, and then when they start to hang themselves with the rope, then rein them in back in a little bit. Like, Last night I thought Izzo, in any other game, he would have pulled Booker when he missed a couple of those shots. Then I heard in the press conference, he was like, I was happy those shots were all good shots from him. I'm not mad about those shots. Yes, he still needs a little bit more of a motor. Yes, he needs to be better on defense. But he made some decent plays for them. But how can you get better and rely on that if you're not going to play them in key games? Yeah, no, completely agree. Yeah, I, in my book, you've got to live with some of those mistakes. I just If you want progress. Yep. I think college basketball is going to be a fun season, though, in general. Yeah, I don't think there's a – I mean, like Kansas, yeah, they're number one. I don't think there's a clear-cut best team this year. Kentucky's just like in the overtime football. with St. Joe's Yeah, right I just now. saw that. I mean, it's ridiculous. The Big Ten, I UConn, don't – Texas is a good game, six Purdue game. looked good tonight against Gonzaga, but Gonzaga's kind of dinged up. I don't know if they're great, but, you know, Purdue's a solid team. They'll lose in the first weekend, but – Wisconsin smoked uh, – yeah, they've had their Maybe, moments. Right? Maryland's look really bad. Tennessee smoked Syracuse. Iowa's looks good, shockingly, that a Fran McCaffrey team that's supposed to be bad is good because they just score at will. Can't play any defense when they score well. Michigan, everyone's singing their praises after they beat St. John's. Turn around and lay an egg. They're up 16 early on Long Beach State. Lose, give up 94 points. Long Beach State today loses by 9 to Illinois State at home. Hmm... Mm-hmm. Is all transitive good? properties? No, no. I think college basketball, which is what makes it great, is a lot more. I, I, I love the transfer point. I love that there's not a, a team that's head and shoulders better than everybody else. You know, I would like to be that team, but I like the fact that there's night in and night out. Anybody can beat anybody, and this week really, you kind of get a little bit of that early season flavor. A lot of things change between now and March, as we know with Michigan State historically, but. I love that we can see some of these ranked matchups to kind of get a litmus test for where teams are and who kind of comes out of this week really good and then how does that ride out for the for you know for the long haul because there's plenty of teams that are the Iowas will pick on who look like wow they could make an elite eight or a final four in December and January and then come February March they barely make the tournament so it's all it's the you know, you know it's part of, it's part of the, it's part of the balance and it's why you can't panic for Michigan State as much as there's still some things there that worry me like getting out rebounded by Alcorn State that actually wasn't true I don't think it was even oh it was it ended up as said really it was that way I mean we gave up 16 as you said offensive rebounds that's ridiculous that's now they took enough. up 61 shots and they missed a lot of them but still like those are defensive like Izzo said my coaches would say. 
they took a lot of shots. There's a lot more rebound opportunities. And but as Izzo would say, yeah, those are defensive rebounding opportunities too. So yeah. I still have my worries about Michigan State. I don't think that they have a Hauser-like stretch shooter um, unless somebody develops, and I just don't see that. Hall's shot is too clunky. He's you know I think they have a different style of team than last year, which is totally fine. But they need to get to the basket, and when they get to the basket, they need to make their damn free throws because they missed 10 last night again, too. 11 for 20. And that's just that's not a good thing. So getting Kohler back will help them um, you know, in the long haul guard-wise. I think Aikens will be fine because he's doing the other things, right? It's not impacting his ability to impact the game on defense or on the glass. I, you know, just take it to the rack more often. I'm, I'm fine with that. Get your and ones. Yeah. Walker, I'm not worried about. He's a gamer. I think fears, you can see the confidence going up a little bit every game. I thought that was so important for Holloman to get that because it just showed, he's shown that to me already. I've said to you, Ryan, as we've watched it, like he's not hesitating. He's pulling the trigger on whether it's a pull-up in the lane or whatever. Um, And I'm not suggesting he should shoot 10 times a game, but like, look, if you're going to be open, you got to be able to knock down the shots and to get on the floor. So I I like that. Um, I do think that Carr, I'll ride some of his mistakes, uh, just because he's going to make things happen. He is he is almost a spitting image to Jason Richardson as a freshman. Like, unreal dunks that he got and some clutch rebounds because he could sky and some clutch other plays. Jay Rich is a little bit more of a guard probably than Carr. He's small forward too, I guess-ish. But I, like, he has an ability to have an impact on games, and I just want to see him play more. And I just like to see—I'd like to see a Booker play because in today's day and age, he may just go. You know what? I thought I wanted to be coached up, but I don't want to be coached up. Then he's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to go gangbusters. So, you snooze, you lose, Tom. Got to—you got to play these guys. Right, I agree. I got nothing else. College basketball. All right, NFL quickly. Ryan, you can talk about the Lions because I jinxed I jinxed uh, Goff and said that he doesn't make bad yeah, throws you usually. Did. Three picks. He later. made his third pick, and I went outside to do my yard work and mow the lawn and whatever. They were down twenty four to thirteen at the time. No, yes, twenty four to thirteen, right? Yeah, twenty four thirteen, and then. And I thought, okay, it's over. I'm going outside while it's still light. Yeah, I mean, about Lions probably D minus D game. And they still won Mi- minus right. three in the turnover department. Yeah, so, yeah. Yep. And you win. I mean, I know you came out and told me that they won, and I was shocked. I, I mean, yeah, the defense struggled a little bit, but to give up four turnovers and only allow twenty six points is actually pretty solid without much of a pass rush. Um, the offense, when they weren't turning the ball over, moved the ball. Um, the coaching was good. Um, yeah, that comeback was just unbelievable. I, they need to shore up their red zone offense. Like they, they played a lot NFL, better. Right? I mean, down the stretch, their play calling was Ben Johnson was in his bag. I mean, it, it was he he had golf looked like he he had it was a completely new game. Like he his his confidence was which which is a lot to be said for him because you know he came to Detroit kind of damaged goods. Um, everyone thought he was just kind of a one-year rental. Then they draft a quarterback, and he's he's been really good mm-hmm. for the most part um, for the Lions. So that that was good to see. Um, Helps him to have a guy like Amon Ra. He's yeah, just a I mean, stud. In the run game is a stud. The, the run one-two punch on the running game. The line, if they could stay healthy, especially. But the tackles in the center are great if we could keep the guards healthy. Yeah. I, the thing is, is and you said this, Ryan, is the concern is the pass rush, and everybody you know wants the wet themselves because Hutchinson made the you know the game clinching play or whatever. I'm telling you, I said this last year when they drafted him and then I ate some crow because he had a really good rookie season. He is overrated. He overruns, he creams himself every damn play. He overruns the quarterback, he loses contain cuz he wants to do that little stupid spin back and he's just not landing it. You, they count him as pressures because he's getting after the quarterback. He's not impacting the plays like he should for a number two pick in the draft. Call it sophomore slump. Call it people seeing it on film. Well, then find another move, dude. You can't be a, an elite defensive end and pass rusher with one move, uh, and especially when you blow contain. He's he's selfish. He plays for his to get a sack, and he loses contain. And against a running quarterback, so you get fast forward to the playoffs and the Lions play Hurts, Hurts will torch him. That's why the Ravens torched him, right? There aren't that many running quarterbacks that are out there, but even Geno 
freaking Smith. That's why he torched him. Yeah, he he's not a great runner, but he torched him because but guys lose contain. And so that's my biggest concern probably. Um, look, again, like Ryan's had a D game and they still get the win. That's a far cry from the Lions in the past where they would give you a, a B-plus game and, and lose. So. Yeah, and find a way to lose. They found a way to win. That's a, a testament to... That's a character thing. Yeah, for sure. it is. It's a, that's toughness. That's grit. That's what Dan Campbell has in his hat. He was fired up. They got a three-game lead now in the loss column because Minnesota blew it late last night oh, against Denver. Shocking. Fraudulent. Team. Super Bowl rematch on right now. No Taylor Swift there, thank goodness. Yeah, that's good. Um, seven seven. This? Burrow's out for, Burrow the out for the season. The Ravens are pretty damn good. Cleveland's decent. They beat the when they're, Steelers. They, you know, they just signed to their practice squad Joe Flacco to be their third quarterback. Pittsburgh is awful. Yeah, and they're still in the playoffs. Right? Chargers are awful. They lost to a really Packers bad and bad. very hurt Green Bay team. Bad. Miami kind of eked one out against Vegas, who's been playing Giants, better. Giants, oh, the commander. Ron Rivera's next to get axed. He sucks. Oh, awful. The, the Giants are literally like patchwork. They Dallas been, smoked Carolina. Tennessee is awful. He's going he's gonna to lose his job, right, you think? Rabel? Rabel? I mean, I mean, they're bad. They're, they've been bad the last few years. They've been drafting quarterbacks left and right, and they haven't found anybody. Uh, Houston Texans could win. Are good for them. San Fran, nice little win. The Jets, Jets are horrible. The Jets benched, benched Wilson now for Tim Boyle, and, and now Simeon's their second string. They're bent, moving to the third string. And Rodgers is apparently targeted to come back the weekend of the second. That's not going to happen because they're That's not going to be a playoff team. So Rams beat the Seahawks. That's pretty funny. Um, Walker might go on IR. Yeah, that's a ding for Seattle because even though Charbonneau is a good back, I mean that's a that's a tough loss for them for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah it's been this NFL season's been really fun. Um, the AFC is a hell of a lot better than the NFC, I'll tell you that. But um, not gonna not gonna. Uh, Jeez, this was just a five point game. Complain about game. winning games as a Lions fan um, should be a fun end of the season though, um, especially with this week um, being three games on Thanksgiving and Sunday. And then the who is it? Jets, Dolphins on Friday. I mean, that's gonna be a blowout. But um, yeah, it'll be fun. I've got nothing else football wise. Me neither. All right, sprint at home. Uh, to your question before, who replaces Zinger on NBC Golf? Uh, color commentary analyst. I don't. I don't know what they're. It's gonna hard do. for me because I don't know who's really like the ne- the heir. Right. They don't really like, have one. You know, Emmelman, I think, settled in nicely for Faldo because Faldo was a tough act to follow. He was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, do they go with one of their on-course guys? Like you said, Smiley Kaufman. Do they go with Nota Begay? Um, do they move Justin Leonard off of, like, the, you know, more like the pregame type of telecast? He's pretty decent. You, you need a guy that's like – Johnny Miller was polarizing, but you need a guy like him because he would – tell you what was going on but he would also call a spade a spade right. and I think you need a guy that can't be afraid to, to not just be the master of the obvious that was the problem with Zinger I like I met him once before he's a nice guy he captained the Ryder Cup team after the U.S. had won a Ryder Cup in forever great success with that I think it was Valhalla or something like that if I'm not mistaken um, but he was the master of the obvious and like I don't need that I want somebody who's going to enlighten me and who's also going to kind of call guys out for what What the heck, why did Spieth do that? Why did JT do that? Why you like? I, I need a guy like that. I just don't know who that is right now. Yeah, I don't either. I, a name that I saw that was interesting is that Paul McGinnis guy that's on the Golf Channel. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. Irish guy. Yeah, he's, he's pretty interesting. I, he's, I think Justin Leonard would be really good. Yeah, I think Leonard would be good. I just don't know if he's got the kahunas. I don't know if he's got the kahunas to kind of call guys out a little bit. I think you almost, like Miller could get away with it because he was not just a contemporary of those guys. He was quite a bit older than them, and so he wasn't playing against them in his prime, whereas the Zinger still played with some of these guys, and Leonard even still played with some of these guys. So, like, I think you need a guy that's a little older. Like Faldo, he called it like it was. That was what made yeah, him good. Pretty, you know, he was good. he was entertaining, but he also called it like it I'm was. So. You, we said a while ago, Phil would have been awesome at it. Yeah, it really would have. just been in complete... Dumpster I'm going to have to do my research on that and think about it. I'm out of golf mode right now. Yeah, but Chris, give us your feedback, and we'll mention that on the pod next week. Could, uh, this, in honor of the, the kid, Mission State, his own student that made the 
a 94-foot putt last night at halftime to win $1,290 at halftime. Could you make that full-court putt? I made a half-court shot, and I met your mother. Yeah? That's harder, arguably. Hard, well, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's still hard. On hardwood, it's going to go straight. Well, I'll tell you what, what the kid did. I watched it. He just lined it up, and he absolutely just hit it as hard as he could. Really? It was, yeah. It was, was it into a regulation hole? Yeah, or just, it, was it was like a small, It wasn't even a hole. It was like just a like a cardboard, cardboard cutout. thing. Yeah, huh. he just hit it dead straight. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to take any potential weird crooks of the of the wood out of it. Yeah, if you hit a little creak of the wood. I think you could do it if you practiced it. I think you could easily. I could do it. I mean, if you found a line. I mean, that's a long putt. It's very long odds. But so I feel people make, make those a lot, though, in those. It seems like it. Um, cool for that kid, though. Um, all right, who are your Heisman finalists going into the last week of the season? Um, I would go Knicks, no particular order. Knicks, Daniels, and Penix. Yeah, my, my, that's mine too. I, I'd say Daniels, Nick Spence, and then Marvin Harrison. I think. Should, oh yeah, he's up there too. I, would I think say. I think Daniels deserves it the most right now. Then probably yeah. Nick's. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting. Best player in college football, not the best player on the best team. I'll probably put Daniels. Probably put Corum in there. You know, if Michigan wins. Um, JJ. Right. Um, Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> ego. Oh, speaking of him, you know what he said? You know what he said at his press conference today. About he's like yeah my team's in one piece together just like the how I want to see my mother by the pool in a one piece or something like that what a freak weirdo he's a freak um, dude has no keep filter your hand out of your pants Jim <laughs> Mel Tugger uh, apparently all right in honor of Thanksgiving what is your what's one Thanksgiving side you won't touch cranberry yeah, anything cranberry. cranberry sauce it looks like no I like dried cranberries nope. on a good salad but like that cranberry sauce looks like a mix between cat puke and blood and bloody diarrhea <laughs> it's disgusting it's gross don't put it in a bar don't put it cold don't put it warm don't put it in anything no or anywhere near what I'm eating no cranberry the pilgrims did not eat cranberries you can't well, they might have. you can't no no way. No, they did not. There's no way. No. That's it. That's 149 of these. Uh, hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Well, anniversary uh, pod, the Sesquicentennial next week. 50. How about that? Yeah. Uh, all right. Meantime, in honor of Thanksgiving, JFK, who was about this time of the year, I believe, that he was assassinated. Yes, it was. Um, we must find the time to stop and thank the people who make a difference in our lives.